0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to get to visit with Dr. Sam Bagchi. Dr. Bagchi is the Executive Vice President, Chief Clinical Officer Christus Health. He's also a double Indiana University graduate, which for those of us in the Midwest is something special and, and a great, great school and great basketball program. At some point, we'll ask for his take on the most controversial person in Indiana history, Bobby Knight. People love him or hate him, or somewhere in between. We'll get his thoughts on that. But first, we're going to talk healthcare and career. Dr. Biachi, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career and about Chris's health?
1: Sure thing. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm an internal medicine hospitalist by background and training, and that kind of uh, sprung my career into management through working on projects on quality um, projects on technology and just really enjoying when we have a solution to a, a problem that affects a couple of our physicians seeing that impact hundreds or thousands of physicians like we can do at Christus Health is really exciting when we solve a problem for them or solve a problem for our patients or our nurses or just the communities we serve the scale of the impact you can have in a health system role is really exciting to me. Uh, that's what I love about Christus Health. Uh, Christus is a international health system. We we operate in the United States and Texas, Louisiana, and in Mexico, but also in uh, we're the second largest health system, a private health system in Mexico, and also uh, we have a really critical partnership in Santiago, Chile, and have a robust operation in Colombia. And so we really have used those different um, regions and perspectives to to bring best practices across not just, uh, you know, state lines, but across uh, different countries. And and we've learned a lot from each other. It's been a really uh, powerful collaboration at Chris's Health.
0: And talk about Christmas because Crysis is one of the great faith-based systems in the country. And for the amount that it does, it, it's probably the, as good a leader as any when it comes to health equity and caring for underprivileged communities and probably doesn't get enough credit for how big a footprint it has and how much it does for the community. Can you can you take a moment and just tell us a little bit more about Christos' commitment to both the clinical excellence, which is fantastic, as well as his commitment to health equity? Because it was a leader in it before it was even a thing. Can you talk a little bit about that, Christos'
1: commitment? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Christus is a hundred and almost sixty-year um, organization that started when a, a Catholic priest and, and nuns and nurses came across from France to help out in Galveston, Texas, with a um, yellow fever pandemic. So they were the type of people that ran into the pandemic, not away from it. And certainly, the courage that that our founders demonstrated 160 years ago helped us a lot during COVID because we knew as an organization, we'd gotten through difficult pandemics before. And so it's, it, it but it's that commitment to the communities that we serve that's that, st- that stayed with us as part of our, our, our mission and our values. And we're really committed to the communities we serve today. And we, we stayed in communities that a lot of our competitors have left because they're, they're challenging from a pair mix perspective or just, just they're, you know, challenging from a, growth perspective but we we're really committed to them and and that that's allowed us to really stay focused on our our charitable mission as a catholic health system we we're committed to your point to health equity as just a part of who we are and who we've been for more than 150 years so that's that's why we do so much charity care we have really a, a ton of ways we reach out in all the different communities we serve to To help those that are um, that need it the most, and you know, when we talk about sort of the the more recent kind of industry wide focus on health disparities and social determinants of health, it, it's it's been really rewarding for us to to get to see the rest of our collaborators, you know, focus on this. But it's been something that we've been doing, to your point, uh, for a long time.
0: And it, 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 take a moment, if you would, on what are you most focused on and excited about this year?
1: Well, you know, as I do every year with my team, we talk about our, our priorities and, and we tend to have a very back to basics focus because the core of our health system, our hospitals, where the highest cost venues of care exist, is a place that we have to keep our execution focus and our attention focus. Because if we don't, it gets away from you. It's where most of our labor costs are, our supply costs are, and it's where we we do a lot of our care. So it's and it's it's a critically you know important to the communities we serve. So we always are focused there. But this year, you know, um, I am really focused on technology and how we can use technology to really start to change the 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 way that our clinicians in particular experience caregiving you know, technology has been happening to our nurses and doctors for the last, you know, 15 years or so. It, it's not been helping them. And I'm actually, we're looking at several solutions that are going to genuinely help our clinicians have a better uh, focus on the humanistic aspects of their care delivery, which we think is really important. Again, as a Catholic health system, the humanistic care is what we're all about—the laying of hands, the direct personal approach to caregiving matters, and uh, and the technology has taken our caregivers away from that to some extent because of the administrative burden, because of the screen time and pajama time that you hear about, uh, where where you know clinicians are working after they get home to finish up their documentation, and so we're looking at technologies using you kind know, of that buzzword AI, but where it's really transformational. I mean, I think if you go back to the big data period of technology advancement in in healthcare, big data was really more of a solution looking for a problem, but it actually became a problem in and of itself because it didn't really help us change care delivery or change uh, care operations. And now I think we're seeing with the large language models, with the um, generative AI technologies, really game changers that are going to be ready to, to start helping our clinicians now or that already are helping our clinicians in, in some pilot projects we have with ambient listening, for instance, where clinicians are saying, you know, this changed my life because I can walk out of the room having interacted face-to-face with my patient and my documentation is largely completed. I'm, I don't have to go work on that as a secondary function. So that's just an example, but, you know, whether it's medical coding, Particularly physician coding, we think that's a really prime place uh, to take cognitive burden you know, off the plates of our, our physicians in the long haul and have better, cleaner codes going out the door, or whether it's um, uh, generating a patient uh, summary for our hospitalized patients that can drive more efficient uh, documentation in the hospital. Um, We think there's a lot of gains to be made for our our doctors and nurses um, in artificial intelligence this year.
0: Let me use the Bobby Knight discussion to tee off a discussion that's more important, one on what advice you would give to emerging leaders. Uh, You were at IU, at least through part of the Basketball Glory Days, take a moment on Bobby Knight, if you don't mind, and then but talk to us more about advice you would
1: give to emerging leaders. Well, what I love about Bobby Knight, and I'm definitely uh, um, on the camp uh, of Indiana Hoosiers that loves Bobby Knight. Um, you know, the 87 National Championship was, was something that really formed my uh, sports watching and uh, allegiance to, to, to the Hoosiers. Um, so I really love that year and his leadership style is that he was all about the fundamentals and the fundamentals um, of how you, sh- you shoot, how you take free throws, uh, passing, um, the motion offense, those fundamentals proved uh, that that the process can drive the outcomes. And you, you knew no matter how much they may struggle in a certain year when they didn't have the right team, that the, fundamentally they'd be sound. And I, I love that about Bobby Knight's leadership style. And when I think about leaders in healthcare or leaders in general, you know, it's easy to get swept up. And I mentioned artificial intelligence. It's it's easy to get swept up in what's, you know, uh, hot today, but, you know, those things won't work or you won't have success if you're not doing the fundamentals right. And if you're not um, working with your team to develop those fundamentals in whatever profession or or sport that you're you're trying to excel at, uh, I think those things matter. And uh, those along with relationships and look, Bob Knight's relationships as a leader are still um, echoing around basketball today. Um, You know, those, I think, relationships that you build complement those that focus on fundamentals and can really drive um, success for yourself and your team. And those that you uh, influence throughout your leadership career. So that's, that's what I would take away. You know, I think about um, how do you take, you know, sports learnings to the management um, uh, you know, know, uh, toolbox all the time. So I appreciate the the genius of that question from you, Scott, you're always so good at having these conversations. That's why everybody loves talking to you. no, it's fascinating,
0: but it's a fascinating. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Chris's health and what Chris's health has done. I find Bobby Knight to be a fascinating person. I mean, some people have seen him one-dimensional. I've had the chance to visit with him at different points in his career. And at one time, we had him on a stage with him and Coach Ditka. And at the time, Coach Ditka was suffering from horrendous Alzheimer's dementia. And Bobby Knight... Did the most caring and compassionate job I've ever seen somebody do in, in trying to build up Coach Ditka and make Coach Ditka feel comfortable and, and, and welcome on stage and, and, and respect it. And it, there's different sides of Coach Knight which make him just a fascinating leader. And it's not that I would want to emulate some of his worst characteristics, but like most leaders that have been successful, they're flat individuals and there's multiple pieces to them. I mean, it's fascinating to watch, actually.
1: Yeah, and you know, Scott Dolson, the athletic director at Indiana, who I appreciate very much and have got to know, did a great job in getting Coach Knight back into the mix before he passed away. And I think everybody got to see some of those other sides of him that you're talking about that uh, were often misunderstood or underappreciated. I mean, his I know one of his proudest moments was winning a gold medal with the U.S. uh, men's Olympic team before it was – you know, the NBA all star team. And um, I think it was that camaraderie that that focus on the team and getting them through a challenging you know, travel schedule and all the things you have to do to stay with the group for a long, you know, that intense period of time. He's just an incredible leader in that sense.
0: No, is 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 fantastic. Anything else, Doctor Baxi, that's top of mind currently that you'd like to share with listeners? Either about what you're excited about, is there new
1: technology you're excited about? Anything else that you're seeing that you're excited about? Well, just all the focus on technology, and I do think there's some cognitive dissonance where people just aren't able to accept how much is changing so, so as fast as it can change, and so therefore we're all skeptical about technology. And I think that can hold us back from seeing some of the promise of the technology. It all comes down to the basics and how your people are engaged with you, how your people are connected to the purpose of your organization and the mission of your organization. It's really only then that you kind of have that foundation to use technologies or other, you know, innovative best practices to drive improvement. Um, and so that's something that we're working on at Christus. And I think is part of our our secret sauce is just, engaging our people, working closely with our communities and our community uh, stakeholders, and delivering what our communities need. And that starts with our people.
0: Thank you. And, Dr. Bakshi, thank you for sharing. We're, we're a huge fan of the uh, CRISIS system and its commitment to health equity and excellence, some just magnificent leadership and people there. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Sam, always great to visit with you. Thank you.
1: Thank, thank you, Scott. Thank you, and thanks for uh, listening to me and uh, giving me a chance to chat with you today. I always appreciate it. It's a privilege.
0: Thank you so much. A total pleasure. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched My BHC.